It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money throughout the day. So coming up later in today's Clark Rageous Moment, there are con artists taking advantage of people in the wake of the Equifax data breach settlement. I'm going to tell you how you, trying to protect yourself, could end up scammed. And coming up yet later, the number of people that are dumping pay TV has hit a critical mass. There's a lot of things you need to know, including brand new pricing information I want to share with you. If you do decide to dump pay TV either from the cable company or a satellite provider. So we need to talk about something affecting your wallet, and that is with interest rates dropping so much because of the trade ongoing skirmish slash almost war with China, there are things that you need to not get caught flat-footed by. First things first, this is a stunner. Credit card interest rates for people who run balances on cards are the highest they've ever been since such records were kept, which is for more than a generation those records have been kept. The average credit card interest rate now at a time that the interest costs to the banks are some of the lowest they've ever had for the money that they borrow to then lend out on credit cards. At the same time, they're charging the highest rates ever on average on credit card balances. Why? Because there's a psychological thing where people who use credit cards don't worry about what the interest rate is because they don't intend to run balances on the cards. That's my belief and guess. And so normally where someone will be driving down the road and they'll see a gas station on one side of the street is a penny cheaper than the one on the other side of the street, for that one penny, they will turn across traffic to buy the cheaper gallon of gas to save that penny a gallon. But at the same time, while they're pumping gas, if I ask them what the interest rates were on their credit cards, they'd have no idea. Two things people don't know is how much they owe on their cards, usually. They don't know that. And almost never know what the interest rate is. And so the banks exploit that, take advantage of that, and burn you. So even as the interest rates you'll pay on vehicle loans are dropping... The interest rate you'll pay on a mortgage is dropping. The credit card rates are going up. So it's up to you to know that, know what you're being charged, and come up with a plan where you work that credit card balance down. You can even look at getting a lower interest rate credit card to move a balance across if you know it's going to take you a while to pay off that balance. As far as the interest rates getting lower on other things, there's now an opportunity that's emerged 
if you have financed a vehicle loan, particularly if you've done so at a car dealer or at a bank, there's a real opportunity for you to refi your vehicle loan to get what could be a much lower interest rate by refining that at a credit union with the reduction in interest rates that are happening because of the ongoing spat with the U.S. and China, this is a side benefit to you, is the lower rates on vehicle loans. The rates depend, of course, on your credit score, but it's an opportunity for you to reduce the amount of interest you pay every month and maybe your overall debt by being able to pay off a vehicle loan potentially quicker. On refinancing a home, the refinance opportunities are really great again. For those with really good credit, you shop around, especially again, look at credit unions, look at mortgage brokers, mortgage bankers. You may be able to get a refi on a 30-year for people with good credit down in the low threes. And if you can handle the payment on a 15-year loan, you can go into a 15-year refi, potentially about two and three quarters percent. Again, shopping around, comparing offers from different lenders. But we are in a time where the opportunities available for borrowers in many different categories are very good if you take advantage of what the marketplace is offering. And that's the if. It's up to you to take advantage of what's being offered. I know a lot of people don't get around to doing the mortgage refinances because dealing with the whole process of the paperwork can be mind-numbing and you hate having to get the same file three times for the lender and things like that. But if you think about the money you can save, it's really great. And especially the move from a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan. The difference that makes in your overall net worth, your overall finances can be extraordinary. Jacqueline's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? Great. Thank you for taking my call, Clark. My pleasure. What's going on with you, Jacqueline? So um, my cars are very old. So I'm thinking maybe upgrading to um, a used Tesla so um, I'm one of those person that I always trying to find out how much insurance is going to cost me before I buy the car. So the insurance broker told me they do not insure Tesla, nor any car that's um, above seventy-five thousand dollars. So how? Why? One one question is why is this? And if I go ahead and with the Tesla, how do I get my car and my house all bundled together again? So uh, I'm surprised to hear that the agent you talked to said that they would not write insurance on an expensive vehicle or a a Tesla, because usually the issue for an auto insurer is not the vehicle itself, it's the liability claim that might follow an accident. So the cost Uh of repairing a car or totaling a car is not usually what an insurer fears, what they fear is that uh, you're found at fault in the accident and they're paying a big injury claim or whatever to the other party. So I'm surprised and puzzled that you were told that they would not insure an expensive car. So 
I I've not heard that problem before. And okay. so you may be mentioning a new pattern that I'll hear from other people, but I've not heard that. And so I think if you talk to either an independent agent or talk with other insurers and you get a quote for both your homeowners and your auto, that you will not hear that same objection. Now, I will so tell you... they just kind of look around? Yeah, I think, I think you do. And uh, you could also, as you see people with expensive cars or Teslas, just ask them who they use for vehicle insurance. Um, yeah, I think I was kind of was wondering as well, too, because currently uh, I'm not with any name brand insurance company that I'm aware of. We went to a broker. So she went ahead and shopped the best way for us to bundle the four cars and the house together. So I'm just kind of shocked that they told me do not um, insure Tesla at all. Yeah, that's really weird. And, you know, if you have four vehicles and a house, the bigger issue is that the liability coverage you have and that you maybe should have an umbrella insurance policy. Do you have an umbrella right now? Um, not that I'm aware of. I've been trying to talk my husband into it. All right, an umbrella, it sounds like you've done very well in life, and having an umbrella policy would be a good thing to have because it deals with the risk that the things you've worked hard to have over the years, that one incident, one accident, one lawsuit, what you've worked so hard to save and build up could be at risk. So Yeah, I, I agree with you. And so I would skip the broker who told you they don't do uh, expensive cars and call around to companies yourself. But again, I think there is value in you when you see somebody in a parking lot driving a really nice car, ask, hey, I love your car. I was going to buy one, but I was told it was tough to insure. Who do you use? Just ask that question. You'll get the information you need. David's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, David. How are you? Good. David, your employer has decided to follow most every other company in the country and do away with? Uh, Retirement plan or pension. Yeah. Pension plans are flying out of our lives pretty quickly. I guess I wasn't really surprised at that, but uh, I need to know what to do with what they're offering me. So what is your employer offering? Well, uh, I have either the choice of a lump sum payout or a number of annuity programs. So, you know, annuity normally is a cuss word on our show. I understand that. But annuitizing a pension, as it's referred to, is often going to generate more money for you than receiving the lump sum payout. Okay. And the reason is, is that it's difficult for us to generate as much income from a sum of money as a big professional money manager can managing money for thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Okay. And so what I would do is I would look at Take the amount of money you have that they would pay you as a lump sum. Right. Be realistic as to how much you think that could generate for you per year and compare that to what they would write you as a check each month times 12. Okay. And usually you'll find that the amount that they'll 
uh, pay you for the rest of your life will be greater than what you would be able to, to produce income from that pile of money yourself. Now, are they having an insurance company bear the risk, or are they, as a company, going to offer you the option of a payout over your lifetime? Well, they say if you decide to go with the annuity, they will purchase that for you. Um, but they don't say which company it would be with? They do not. Okay, so that's, that's a real unknown. You'd have to know who the insurer is and the financial strength of that insurer, which is very easily obtainable public information. Okay. And at this point, what I would normally say to someone is that uh, if the amount of money is meaningful, how much money is it they would be offering as a lump sum? Uh, the lump sum, if I got it today, or actually November 1st of this year, would be $120,154. If I got it at my retirement date, which would be August 1st of 2024, uh, it would be $121,688. All right. In this circumstance, this is enough money. I would want you to buy some clock time with someone who's a Garrett Planning Network person. Okay. Where they have no stake in the game telling you something that would be to their advantage instead of yours. Mm -hmm. They can run an analysis or they may even feel they need an actuary to run an analysis for you. It's worth paying for that to get a personalized, exact answer for your situation, whether you are best off taking the lump sum or a payout over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yes. general answer is you are better off doing a payout over time, but that's a general answer. And with that much money at stake, I want you to get to a specific answer for you. Okay. And have you ever heard me mention Garrett Planning Network? Uh, yes, but I'm not particularly familiar with it. So all you do is go to GarrettPlanning.com. Okay. And it's GarrettPlanning.com, not Garrett Planning Network. Anyway, you, you'll be able to find it sure. the search. And you'll be able to do a zip code search, hire somebody local to you, and they'll have an hourly rate where you pay them like you would going to an accountant or a lawyer, and they will be able to advise you what is the smartest method for you to receive this money with the exact options you're offered under your plan, which is the kind of answer you want to get with six figures at stake. It's time for today's Clark Rageous moment, and gosh, it involves Equifax again. But this time, Equifax isn't the bad guy. How could that be? Well, you know, Equifax reach this settlement that's really pretty much a joke on what they're supposed to do for people because of the egregious negligence, gross negligence of the data breach a couple of years ago. And so, so much publicity about it. People have been doing Google searches or whatever to find who they make a claim with or what they do. Well, guess what happens inevitably? People are ending up at websites that are spoof sites. They are scam sites. They are not the real Equifax site to make a claim. So they end up at a place where they might ask them for money or they might be trying to get personal information from them. 
And you think you're at the real Equifax. You're not. So if you are interested in seeing what is going on, what might be available for you from the Equifax settlement, go to FTC, Federal Trade Commission, ftc.gov slash Equifax. FTC.gov slash Equifax. Or we have a full briefing for you and all the links you need at Clark.com. The craziest thing, though, is nobody with the government could do math because there was all this publicity about how you're going to be able to do an application to get $125 in compensation if you were one of the 150 million Americans. But that was only if virtually no one applied for it. So the payments are going to end up being, I don't know, $3 a person. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. So you want to know something that's more and more a ripoff is you continuing to pay for traditional pay TV. You know, it's an industry that willy-nilly raised prices way beyond the rate of inflation in the U.S. economy year after year after year. And then, because of the technology shift to you being able to stream content, people have been abandoning traditional pay TV by the millions. And we're somewhere around one in five American households now have cut the cord. And you're done with traditional pay TV from satellite or cable. So what's happened is that the traditionals are boosting prices on the loyalists. It always works this way, that when a company that enjoys a relative monopoly faces people leaving for new technology, i.e. streaming, that those that remain in the traditional channel, in this case with some form of pay TV from cable or satellite, that your prices go higher and higher to make up for the revenue being lost from the people that are leaving. Now, it doesn't mean you have to pay more moving forward. You still have an advantage if you like traditional pay TV. By jumping from one provider to another of the old way of getting TV, if you bounce around, you'll be able to still get deals as then a newbie. So these companies punish the loyal and reward the disloyal. What do I mean by that? So let's say you're with Dish and you get to the end of your time with Dish of a special deal. Dish isn't going to give you a special deal, but if you dump them and go to DirecTV, they'll give you a special deal. Vice versa, you finish with DirecTV with the special you have with them and You dump them, you go to Dish, you'll get a deal. Cable depends on your cable operator how much they're going to play this game. But if you want to stay traditional, it means you can't stay with who you're with without having your wallet shredded. As far as going to modern TV, going to streaming, the streaming packages are all over the place in pricing. And generally range from 20 a month to 60 a month, depending on who you go with and how many channels you have to have. 
the two bargain companies in the market are I don't I never remember it's Filo or Philo, whichever way you say that, and Sling. Sling, ironically enough, Sling.com, Sling TV is a service of Dish Network, but they've always been at a very favorable price point in the market. Coming this fall, well, it sounds like new and improved. We're going to have the new Disney bundle, which you can either buy an individual parts or buy the whole thing for $13 a month that will be the huge Disney film and video library, a bunch of ESPN content, and a stripped-down version of Hulu, and the whole thing will be $13 a month. And for many families, that's going to be enough video content that they're going to be happy. But the other thing that doesn't get talked about much is how many streaming products are available that are now free of any monthly fee. The ad-supported stream is the fastest-growing form of video content available if you have like a Roku device or a Roku TV, you'll have the platform of the Roku channel, which has massive amounts of ad-supported free content. But in addition to that, there are many other players you've never heard of, likely, that are offering free streaming in return for watching ads. And the number of ads you have to watch in a movie or TV show are far less than you may have experienced prior in traditional broadcast. I have um, pretty extensive briefings on Clark.com in the various parts of putting this puzzle together to get the best deal for your wallet. And you'll find our entire streaming guide at Clark.com. Hopefully it'll help you make a decision that'll help you save as much money as possible. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Doing fine, sir. How are you? Great, thank you. Kevin, you're getting worried about internet security and you're thinking about something to protect yourself. What's that? Uh, virtual privacy network or VPN, yeah. Network. Yeah, VPNs are really hot right now. People are really into working through a VPN as a way to protect themselves from prying eyes. And there are it feels like there are a zillion of them out there so so it's very hard to know who to pick that's that's what i was calling to see if you might done some research and have some insight for me well i don't feel like i'm smart enough at this to be able to tell you so i turn to people who do this kind of thing like uh pc mag and others who've done guides and cnet and I'd say that those two, if you look at the CNET guide to VPNs and the PC Mag guide to um, VPNs, I think you'll find the best choices to look at. Now, one that I know both of them really like is one I've talked about before, Nord, N-O-R-D, VPN. Yes, sir. But it's not cheap. You're going to pay effectively about $35 a year for it. I understand. 
but it does give you ease of use and uh, a very good virtual private network ability. And for people who aren't aware of the advantage of this, what in your mind is the advantage of you doing a VPN? Um, I believe it covers up my trail from what I'm doing. Uh, they can't come in and target different areas that I've been and use me for advertising, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, and it allows you, if you're doing things that might be sensitive, to avoid prying eyes. Yeah. Now, in the latest review from PC Mag. They have rated 10 of the big VPNs, and they all actually get good ratings. Uh, there's not one of them that they, that they reviewed that they gave a terrible rating to. They all got good, but there are two in particular, including the Nord that I mentioned, that are the ones that they felt were the absolute best choice for you. And so okay. if, if you would go look at PCMag.com and look at their reviews of the VPNs, you'll be able to see the uh, what it is about each of them that are the pluses and minuses and be able to make a decision on which one you want to use. All right. I appreciate your help, sir. All right. Have, have a, a great day. day. You too. Bye-bye. And Sherry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Sherry. Hi, good afternoon, Clark. How Oops, Sherry, you disappeared on me. How are you? I'm great, thank there you. There you are, okay. Okay, I'm sorry for lost you. Um, I am a victim of the dreaded lost cell phone syndrome, like in the bottom of the lake lost. I've done that too. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't try been... to swim to the bottom of the lake to retrieve no, your phone? No, I was... I was calm and collected, and I was at the front of my talking, taking a picture of my family, and my brother kind of went a little bit fast, and it just went whoop and kabloom. And I just sat there and, and very stoically and watched my phone descend into over 150 feet of water. And what are you going to do? It wouldn't have been any good if I retrieved it anyway. Well, you know, so. I, I didn't just lose my phone. I went off the back of the boat. Oh, wow. So you went with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if my wife was giving me a message that she was looking for a new husband, but she accelerated the boat a little quick, and my balance is not the best, and I went airborne, and the next thing I knew, I was upside down. Oh, my. Lake. But guess what I did not lose? What? I didn't lose my glasses, and oh, I very didn't important. lose my wallet. Well, so, I think the wallet would Oops, Sherry did you... than my cell phone because it has been so stressful and depressing and trying to be very helpful, but I'm a low tech kind of girl and uh, my demands are few, but I also don't want, you know, I don't want, um, ineffective, you know, a product, but, and I don't need, I don't work from it. So I don't need all the, all the bells and whistles, but the two things that I need, I would like them to work well. And, and that is a, a camera and a battery that will make it through the day. All right. Well, that uh, you're not giving me a high hurdle anymore because <laughs> the, if you want, uh, so you'd like a free phone if you could get it? Well, I looked at that, but they will only do it if you are not a pre-existing company. Mm -hmm. I mean, Right. So why not switch a company to get a better deal? A month on the first. Well, yeah, they never want to give pre-existing 
customers deals. Right, right. It's the it's what I call the disloyalty reward. That companies today only reward you for being disloyal, never for being loyal. And that's why if you want to get one of these cell phone deals, this is also an opportunity with all the price competition in the cell phone space for you to look at switching companies. And the major cell phone companies all have their discount brands, like with T-Mobile, it's Metro, and with Sprint, it's Boost, and with AT&T, it's Cricket. Um, Verizon uses a couple of different strategies for uh, discount brands. But with most of these companies, they offer free phones to you, no contract, and free phones if you bring your business to them. And the change is the quality of the free phones are actually good enough that you could have what you wanted with the battery life and a decent camera. I'm looking right now, Metro by T-Mobile is offering uh, free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. The A20, the A-series from Samsung is their series of phones that are decent and inexpensive, in this case free. And so I would go into a Cricket store, a Metro store, a Boost store, look at what they'll give you for free, see if you're happy with what the phone does, and then maybe use this as an opportunity to switch and get your free phone and very low-cost monthly service. Just an idea, because, by the way, whoever you're with right now, their service isn't very good anyway, because your call with me cut out three different times while we were talking. So they're probably not somebody you need to stay loyal to. <laughs> Michael's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Michael. Oh, hello. Oh, Michael Lynn. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Hi, Clark. Thank you so much for taking my call. My pleasure. So here's the deal. I'm looking at potentially becoming a real estate agent, and I really value your opinion. I'm just wondering, is that even a good thing to get into anymore? Or I mean, there's no reason that it's any different today than it was in the past. There are a very small number of people who sell real estate who do very well at it. Most people get into it, and it turns out not to be their thing. Right. But the only way you know Mm -hmm. is to get in there, get the license, and see if you've got what it takes. Right. Right. So I would never say... Oh, no, there's way too many real estate agents. No, you don't want to be in it. Because the reality is somebody today who has the right personality and the right ability to figure out the market is going to find a place for himself or herself in it today just Mm -hmm. as much as they would five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or five years from now. Because if you've got it, if you've got that, that special energy, the ability to meet people, the ability to um, handle buyers and sellers as they get anxious and all the rest, uh, why would it not be something you could do? Right, right. And then, Clark, do you have any recommendations on where I can look for quality training or anything like that? So what I would do is agencies, real estate agencies, are always looking for new talent. Mm-hmm. And I would go meet with the licensed broker okay. at a number of offices and talk mm-hmm. to them about the business, how they got in it, how they would recommend if you 
went into it, what process you should follow, and go with people who that are the grizzled veterans. Talk to them, and I would say talk to three brokers. Okay. And you'll really get more of a feel for how you should go about the process. Even though all three are going to give you differing advice, mm-hmm. you'll learn what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, there's no way to know till you're into it if it's going to be a good fit for you. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But if, okay. it, if it interests you and it's something that you are always looking at listings, you're always looking at real estate, you're fascinated by how that house is this price and that one's that price, whatever. If it's something that you really tune into, then why not explore it and see if it is a good fit for yourself? It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com slash ask, and producer Joel asks it for you. All right, Clark, we're asking for Tom here. He says, Clark, you've touched on TSA PreCheck, Global Entry, and Clear in the past, and you've noted a possible merger of PreCheck and Global Entry. Do you think this merger is likely to occur, and how does the Clear program compare or complement the others? So Clear is a different thing that's really for very frequent flyers that jumps the line that somebody who qualifies for pre-check or global entry would get into for security at an airport. So clear is like uh, first, that's like first for first class, and then pre-check or global entry getting through security, you could say that's more like business class, and then regular security is like coach. So clear costs the most. Getting into global entry is a real hassle right now. The global entry program seems to be in some chaos. And so what people have been doing of late is they're not waiting for global entry. They're joining pre-check, getting the shorter lines at security. They're giving up the ability to check yourself back into the country when you come back in internationally, which is the advantage global entry has over the other. But there is a free program you should know about called Mobile Passport. If you're coming back into the United States, anybody can download it, and it will usually get you an expedited clear at some of the busiest airports in the country coming back in at immigration. And Mobile Passport's easy to use, and again, it's free. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.